Hello and welcome to the GOP Josh Show. Today we're going to be talking about the Nobel Peace Prize nominating President Trump, Bob Woodward's new book called Rage, and some What's other news. With the I'm Can't you tell that your tie's too wide? Well, maybe I should buy some old tab collars. Welcome back to the Following President Trump's Israel and UAE peace deal, President Trump has been nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize. The nomination was submitted by Christian Tybra Jede, a member of the Norwegian Parliament, lauded uh, Trump for his efforts towards resolving protracted conflicts worldwide. He said in a statement with Fox News, For his merit, I think he has done more trying to create peace between nations than most other Peace Prize nominees. He stated that uh, the president's key role in facilitating contact between conflicting parties, creating new dynamics and other protracted conflicts, such as the Kashmir border dispute between India and Pakistan and the conflict between North Korea and South Korea, as well as dealing with the nuclear capacities of South of North Korea. So along with this, uh, it was also because Trump um, didn't put America in a war or have or didn't start a war involving America. And um, this is the first president in 39 years since... Uh, Nobel Peace Prize winner, uh, I'm sorry, I'm saying a lot, uh, Jimmy Carter. He was the first president uh, in 39 years not to put America in a war or start a war involving America. Uh, Tybra Jede also said that he is not a big Trump supporter. The committee should look at the facts and judge him on the facts, not on the way he behaves. The people who have received the Peace Prize in recent years have done nothing less than Donald Trump. For example, Barack Obama, who won the Nobel Peace Prize, did nothing. And in my personal opinion, I believe that President Trump does deserve this award for everything he's done in the past four years of his presidency and hopefully in his next four years of presidency. So audio clips have come out from February uh, 7th when Trump said that the coronavirus was a bigger deal than he was playing it out to be to not create panic. Now, this quote was from an interview with investigative journalist Bob Woodward, and he has worked for The Washington Post since 1971 as a reporter. In this quote, you'll hear two voices. The voice that sounds like it's more on the phone is President Trump's, obviously, and the other voice is Bob Woodward. And so what was uh, President Xi saying yesterday? Well, we were talking mostly about the uh, the virus, and I think he's going to have it in good shape, but, you know, it's a very tricky situation. It's, uh, it, goes, it goes through air, Bob. That's always tougher than the touch. You know, the touch, you don't have to touch things, right? But the air, you just breathe the air, and that's how it's uh, passed. And so that's a very tricky one. That's a very delicate one. Uh, it's also more deadly than your, you know, your even your strenuous flus. You know, people don't realize we lose 25,000, 30,000 people a year here. Who, who would ever think that, right? I know. It's I mean, much it's pretty forgotten. amazing. And uh, then I say, well, is that the same thing? For, this is uh, more right. deadly. This is 5 per, you know, this is 5% versus 1% and less than 1%. You know, so this is deadly stuff. So people that are hearing that quote are saying, oh, Trump didn't mention COVID before. He didn't think it was a serious threat. Uh, three days before that was February 4th. That was a State of the Union address, and he did mention it in the State of the Union address, the same address that Pelosi ripped up into pieces. I'm going to play that quote for you now. Protecting Americans' health also means fighting infectious diseases. We are working with the Chinese government and working closely together on the coronavirus outbreak in China. My administration will take all necessary steps to safeguard our citizens from this threat. He was trying to prevent a panic. He was in speaks with President Xi of China. 
He was trying his best to prevent this outbreak from happening. Imagine what he would what would have happened if he would have been shouting from the rooftops this virus is so deadly, we need to all lock down, buy everything you can off the store shelves. The economy would have crashed. It would have been good for one day for the uh, companies like Clorox and the toilet paper companies like Charmin and Walmart and Kroger. But other than that, the economy would have completely crashed for everyone else. All jobs would be lost. This would have been worse than the Great Depression. I probably wouldn't be here speaking right now because we wouldn't have had any money to survive. Just imagine what this would would have looked like if he wouldn't have downplayed it so much like he did. He still took it as a serious threat, if you would have heard the quotes. He was still talking to President Chai. He was trying his best to protect Americans. And you could tell that in the quotes. Up next, we're going to talk about Nancy Pelosi being in a salon, breaking the guidelines of her state. But first... So we all know that Nancy Pelosi thinks that she's better than the people of the state that she serves. It definitely showed when she went to a closed hair salon. The person who owns the hair salon actually went on Tucker Carlson. I'll play that clip here in a minute. And uh, said that she's broke. She can't work. But Nancy Pelosi can go in and get her hair done personally. She can go get her hair blow dried in a closed salon in a state in which you are not allowed to go to salons. If you go to salons, they have to be outdoors and you can't go. And then... uh, uh, the owner of the salon caught this on security camera footage that she's had up for five years, as you'll hear on the quote. And Nancy Pelosi is saying that she set her up. I'm not kidding. Nancy Pelosi said that she set her up. I'll play that uh, quote as well. She believes that she was set up for going to a hair salon, violating her local guidelines of the city she lives in and the city she represents in the House of Representatives. I just think this is crazy. Roll the clips. No, I've been there. So many, she starts over the talking years. about I've the been salon. There many times. I appreciate. I appreciate the question, and let me just say this: I take responsibility for trusting uh, the word of a neighborhood salon that I've been to over the years, many times, and that um, when they said, "Well, we're able to accommodate people one person at a time," and that we can set up that time, I trusted that. As it turns out, it and then she claims it was a setup. So I take responsibility for falling for a setup, and that's all I'm going to say on that. Now I just had my hair washed. I don't wear a mask when I'm washing my hair. Do you wear a mask when you're washing your hair? I always have a mask. I always have a mask. She was still in a public me, salon that she was supposed I'm to have a mask on, even if she was getting her hair washed. Family as well, but I don't wear it when I'm getting my hair washed. And that picture is when I just came out of the the bowl of getting my hair wet. I think that they owe And then she says that Salon owes her apology. For setting up. But I will say this, in fairness to him, and in sympathetic to him, we have And then to she starts agreeing with the Republicans when it comes again. to opening and the country back up. And I will not let this subject take away from the fact that we have 180,000 plus people who have died from this virus uh, since we passed the bill so we heard that clip. Now I'm going to play the clip of the salon owner being on Tucker Carlson tonight. I'm not going to play the full clip. If you want to hear the full clip, go to Tucker Carlson tonight on YouTube. This is credit to Fox News. I'm not claiming I own this clip. Tonight we want to introduce you to the woman Nancy Pelosi is blaming. Erica Caius owns the now famous salon in San Francisco, and she joins us tonight. Erica, thanks so much for coming on. Thank you so, so much for having me. Nancy Pelosi claims on camera that you orchestrated a, quote, setup to entrap her into getting her hair blown out without a mask. Did you? No, absolutely not. How would you have done that? I mean, can you prove that this wasn't a diabolical setup 
designed to bring down the Speaker of the House by blow-drying her hair. I, she had called the stylist and had, or her assistant did and made the appointment. So yes. the appointment was already booked. So there's no way I could have set that up. And I've had a camera system in there for five years. I mean, I didn't go in there and turn cameras on as soon as she walked in to set her up. So that's absolutely false. So Pelosi says that salons in San Francisco, and of course she lives there and she is the most powerful Democratic legislator in yeah. the world, but she says she understood that the restrictions allowed a one-on-one -on -one appointment in salons. What do you make of that? I heard that and I thought to myself, well, as a hairstylist, I see clients one-on-one. -on -one, so that would mean I would be open. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Bart starts trying to laugh. Yes, that it would mean Sorry, that. Are yes. you are you open? No. So we heard there the salon owner who uh, who went on Tucker Carlson tonight. She has raised over three hundred thousand dollars on a GoFundMe. I don't know if it was started by her or not, to help pay for her to live, knowing that she cannot operate her business, especially now she can't operate her business after this uh, fiasco. Uh, that's all I have for you today. So if you like this style of episode, let me know on my Twitter at gopjosh20. If you want to see something different, like interviews or something, let me know on my Twitter as well. And yeah, thank you so very much for listening. This podcast is the Flying Eagle production. The flyingeagle.wixsite.com slash home or at Flying Eagle News on Twitter.